Hello, everybody. My name is Dio Morales, your less than five minute host of the Gold Squadron podcast. Uh, you're listening to episode 308 today. Um, running the cast, we got uh, the team here. We got Ryan. We are the captain now, Staniszewski. We are the captains now. Marcel, trial by trolley, Manzano. This is going to be so bad. William, second best green screen, Hegwood. Uh, you know it. James, rehydrated Ritter. Hey, guys. Just got back from a Costa Rican vacation, ready to uh, do the podcast tonight. Very excited. And Tim, oh, Canada, Ralphs. Hello out there. We're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. All right. So you might be wondering where, where are you going, Dion? So uh, tonight during podcast night, instead of podcasting, I, Dion, will be banished to the brig, to the dungeon, uh, to work on shipping for our stream prizes. We are fully aware that we're behind on things. So uh, I've, I, I don't have any other time but Monday nights to work on X-Wing GSP stuff right now with a new baby and everything. So I say, well, you know what? I trust these guys to, uh, to drive the ship and and um, I'm going to go ahead and start working on that tonight. Try to get as caught up as possible. If you're watching live, look for some posts on Discord. If you're watching later, look at the posts on Discord if you're expecting a stream prize. Now, you might, might be saying, well, Dion, I'm missing this other thing. I'm fully aware there are other things missing. Uh, we ship out like a lot of things, and I will be working on that after we get caught up with the stream prizes. So one at a time, I promise we'll get to you um, as soon as we can. So I'm going to go head down to the basement here gonna go ahead take the lift uh, down to the dungeon and um, good luck everybody and uh, yeah bye <laughs> no worries thank you Dion uh, let, Tim let's start with you uh, let the people know who you are uh, why why? Sure. Thanks. Thanks, Will. I, my name is Tim, guys. I, uh, I reside in the cold white north uh, country of Canada. I have been playing X-Wing since 2000 and I guess 16 winter, 17 very early. Um, I've had the pleasure of playing against, I think, three of you. Dion definitely once. Ryan, no. No, I didn't play against you at that Michigan Regional um, and Marcel once. Marcel just beat me like a redheaded stepchild. It was terrible. Um, at the end of the day, uh, one of the things that I've always said about X-Wing is that it takes a, a lot of types of players to make a band. I'm definitely not one of the best players in Canada. Uh, I'm more of a Ringo star than a, a John Lennon, if that makes any sense. Uh, community organizer, um, somebody who believes that you know, games should be about fun and, and friends and community and, uh, and try to do as best as I can. Put together a couple of uh, bus trips before and here to talk tonight about a, a community and a few, some really great events happening in Canada in the next little while. That's awesome. Well, we appreciate you coming on. I know Ryan's got some burning questions for you. Oh. So I'm going to pass yeah, it over to so him. Now, everyone's looking forward to the new events coming up. Um, and people are thinking, oh, yeah, Gen Con, Nova. And, like, you know, there's another country to the north of us that probably has a ton of events, right? And Tim was like, yeah, let me tell you about them. So, Tim, what's going on in Canada for, like, the foreseeable future? Well, the first thing that's important to know, Ryan, is that uh, about a year ago, uh, 
one of the smaller squad members in a, a place called London, Ontario, uh, named Brian, created an online Google map uh, that started like what we're hoping is going to evolve to be a global Star Wars gaming registry. So I'm going to leave the link with you gentlemen, and hopefully your listeners will see it in the description of the podcast after the call. Um, it's, uh, it's really starting to take shape. We've had some folks from, uh, UK, uh, Europe and, um, Australia chime in on it. So we're, I've, I've thrown together some of the squads that I know, are in the states like yourselves uh 306 you know uh burning river squadron uh the nickel city boys in buffalo that kind of stuff because to your point there's so many squads in the u.s you know northeast minnesota west coast that, that share a border with canada that you know we share so many events ryan your guys have come over to our events before we've come down to michigan before um i really think it's so important if we want to regrow and I don't say rebuild, I say regrow because, you know, games have a lot of ebb and flow to them in terms of who participates. If we want to regrow the communities, there has to be a way for players to both see where the games are happening in real life, where are the squads, like which game stores have communities for Legion, X-Wing, Shatterpoint, that kind of stuff. Um, and then where are the big events happening? So this map we built has all of the tier one events, like your like your Gen Cons, um, your you know, your, um, uh, your your World Championships and stuff like that. And then it has some of these events in Canada. So the two biggest ones I really wanted to call out for everybody who's either Canadian or anybody within. 100 kilometers, and I don't know how many miles that is, let's say uh, less than 100 miles of the of the, of the Canadian border. Uh, there's two in early June. So there's one in Calgary, which is gonna be great for anybody who lives probably, I wanna say Minneapolis to Seattle. You know, that's that's within striking distance, Minneapolis to Seattle, you can get to Calgary in fair, uh, fair, fair uh, time. That's the Stampede City Open. So that's going to be on the weekend of June the 10th. And Jesse Varley has uh, somehow roped Andrew Aller into being the TO for this great event uh, up in uh, Calgary. And it's going to host Armada, Legion, X-Wing. We're really hoping AMG is going to get involved and do a Shatterpoint demo here as well. But the thing I love about this event that I haven't seen a lot, especially with Canada being so huge and having, you know, the need for these big types of national events on, on both sides of the, the country, Jesse's really designed this event for a lot of Americans to fly in and fly out. So there's actually discount codes available um, for Air Canada on travel and, 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 uh, and hotels. So not only would you actually be able to fly in and unlike Schaumburg, unfortunately, where you have to grab that that forty minute eighty dollar Uber from the airport, uh, Calgary, you fly in and you can take public transit right to the hotel. This event's going to be two days. There's going to be never not anybody playing. Uh, tons of prizes and stuff like that available. Local eats and amenities, um, and just lots of really great stuff that's going on there. So if anybody wants information on the Stampede City Open. Uh, it's Stampede City Open on all one word at gmail.com. And then Jesse, uh, Jesse will get back to you pretty quickly. Um, Ryan, for your neck of the woods, anybody basically Michigan East, uh, I would say June the 3rd is going to be a big date up in Canada. That's the grand, uh, 
River X-Wings team tournament. Now, I know that you guys have, have had this a lot with a lot of communities where uh, they come up with these events and <laughs> they may have some special rules, which may not mean that uh, AMG wants to get totally involved in, but there's going to be a huge prize pool with the GRX team tournament. Um, it's a fully licensed event at a uh, curling club. So if you've never been to a curling club, the most important rule is that each time you win a game, winners buy the beers that round. So that's a very important rule. Um, and then, yeah, the team tournament structure is great. You, you join the tournament with uh, teams of four. Uh, so each round, each team of four plays each other. And the catch is that each team has to pick a different faction and nobody can repeat uh, generic upgrades. So only one of your team of four gets to use elusive. Only one of you gets a shield upgrade. Only one of you gets a crack shot, that kind of stuff. So it makes list building really challenging because each round, the top seat of each of your four plays the top seat of each of the other four that you've been paired up at. And you do rounds like that. And then of course there's an after event for, for socials. So you're saying um, each round, a team would have to play the same faction completely, make four, four lists from the same faction, or they need to rotate the players of what faction they're running. Yeah. Great question. So each, each player's locked into the list they show up with just like a regular event. But the catch is, is that you and your wingmen um, are our team. So, you're playing the list you showed up with each round and you're playing against, uh, if you won one and somebody else in your team won their game, then, and you're the top ranked of your four, well then you would play the top rank of the other four in round two kind of thing. And, um, and yeah, it goes on from there. So it's, it's always been a lot of fun and GRX comes up with a great amount of community run prizes. They've actually already sold uh, 14 teams of four for this event, which makes it actually the highest attended event of X-Wing in Canada since 2019 already. Uh, they definitely still have a little bit of room left if anybody hears this and wants to register. And I know that Tristan and Greg have been holding a few teams apart in case any of you gentlemen, for example, uh, wanted to join us or if any of the gents from the East Coast like the the crates or any of the guys from Jersey or New York wanted to come up for us We'd hold some seats for them as well uh, So again reach out to uh, Star Wars Gaming Ontario myself or Tristan uh, Singleton from the GRX if you want more info on that one And, and sorry, where, where, where was it at that one? Yeah, so um, the, the Stampede City Open I said is kind of more for your West Coast anybody who's thinking more like Ontario area of ourselves for, for that kind of uh, June 3rd date. Uh, the GRX team tournament's happening in Kitchener-Waterloo. So that's about, I wanna say a two and a half hour drive from Detroit uh, to put it in perspective. So for you, it'd be a long haul from Chicago, uh, but there's tons of really affordable accommodations if you guys wanted to make a weekend trip of it. Um, and then if you miss the GRX team tournament, the next kind of big, uh, bigger than a store champ, kind of kit event in Ontario is going to be the Forest City Open, which is at the end of July uh, in London, which is even closer to Detroit than, than Kitchener. Um, yeah, that's going to be one. And, and the boys at the Ewok Squadron in London have already been peppering our uh, Star Wars Gaming Ontario page with all the custom Ewok prizes they put together. I don't know if they have somebody who like owns a 3D printer or something like that, but the amount of prizes you guys have been cooking up is uh, is pretty crazy. So yeah, there's that. And then um, 
the, the, the biggest ones, uh, other than that, I think later in the year, August. So that's August the 19th to 26th, which would be, or sorry, 19th to 20th. So that's two weekends after Gen Con. I think Gen Con is the first weekend in August every year, usually. Yep, and then Nova's Labor Day weekend. Yes. So in between those two would be what we're, we're, we're calling the capital city bloodbath, which is Ottawa. Uh, Ontario, it's Eastern Ontario, so great for anybody um, in upstate New York or Maine, uh, New Hampshire, New England, all that fun stuff. Um, that's going to be Capital City Bloodbath in Ottawa. Um, that's a newer event, second year. They've just gotten a huge boost in terms of support from the local community and space available, prizes, all that fun stuff. Um, but I think the biggest one to look forward to in Eastern Canada at the end of the year is probably going to be either the last week of October, first week of November. That's going to be uh, the St. Lawrence Open. Now, that's the tricky one because that's in French Canada. So the organizers are always looking for bilingual uh, tournament organizers. And I know that um, my good mate uh, Jean-Marc Cuisano from the Bytown Smugglers in Ottawa is getting... Uh, looked at to try and be the TO marshal for that one. And, you know, je parle un peu de français, mon homme, uh, myself. So they're looking at all kinds of people to help out with that one. That's going to be a big event as well. That was the last time that Canada had an official nationals was at uh, the St. Lawrence Open at Abyss. The bad news last time they had that is there was a player cap of 50. Um, I think it's extremely easy to say that the entire community talked to the organizers of the SLO and said that, you know, X-Wing is the biggest game in Canada. They could easily crush a player cap of 50. And I very much doubt that's going to happen again this year. I'm really super confident we're going to get a player cap of 100 plus uh, on the SLO. And that'll be late October, early November. Um, and then you're in Canada winter. So just don't ever come here, essentially, for events. Uh, and then, you know, we'll talk to you again in March for Worlds next year. <laughs> go, go north in the summer and then be a little bit cooler and then leave and don't come back until, we're, until it's warm at your place again. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think, so you, you said you had some proximity ideas of like, hey, these people should show up to maybe this event. It's like, it's like encouraging, like, hey, you're not that far away. You can make the trip. I want to challenge the community. If if there are people out there that can go to every single one of those events, not from Canada, I want to hear about it. I want I want to challenge the community to get that one person or group of people who are willing to go to all of them that aren't from Canada, and, right. and challenge and challenge these proximity guidelines of Timbo and say, you know what, we're breaking them guidelines. We're going from everywhere. Yeah, it's funny because Kayla and I. Um... Just right now, as we're talking, actually, as, you, as you're talking, and that's why I was asking, like, where exactly? Because I'm multitasking. Um, and I was uh, planning on going to Nova. Uh, that's in uh, last weekend of August. Uh, Gen Con. It, it makes sense. I just haven't heard anything about Gen Con. We'll talk about that later. And we're trying to figure out, like, okay, what's our budget? What's our X-Wing budget? Because I do also want to do LVO. But I'd like to do something out of out of the country. Toronto to me is the easiest because um, it is a it is a drive from Chicago, but it's a it's it's from here to Detroit is about five hours. So if it's two hours more, it's like seven. Uh, so it's probably like a seven hour. It's it's doable uh, if I want to save you know five six hundred dollars on planes. 
uh, it's it, it's a doable ride. So I think that uh, you know, to Ryan's point, like how many people could make it, how many places? Uh, right now is 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 a good time to start having that conversation with. Uh, if you're tra if you're traveling with buddies, having that conversation with your travel buddies, and if you have uh, a spouse or a significant other, having that conversation with your spouse or significant other, and being like, "Hey, what's my X-wing budget this year? Uh, you know what? You know where, where can I splurge?" And and then start making those decisions about, all right, um, do I want to just hit, you know, something that is chronologically like gives me every other month, or do I want to hit something that is uh, geographically, like I want to hit something in the Midwest, I want to hit something in the East Coast, West Coast, Canada, um, et cetera. So it's it's uh, it's good that we're having this conversation, and uh, it's it's a little bit overwhelming in just having it this way. So I hope that we can have a good, concise way of of mapping it all out between the U.S. and Canada as far as. Uh, you know, the having a, a visual way of a visual and date driven way of of seeing everything. And then in there we're also gotta sprinkle in the store championship kits and the store championship things that are coming out as well. Because I know we've got some dates that were announced in Chicago as well. And I'm sure you guys do as on your end as well. Like all the little local cities are are starting to get their store kits in and and put in their dates. So there's there's uh, X Wing is back on the table, so that's that's exciting. Um, um, yeah. So anyway, uh, I'm. No, you're you're on the exact same page as I am, Marcel. Because you know you're right. All of these these tier three events, like your store champ kits, either the Mando's OP kit or the 2023 store kits that have been announced already, they're going to be everywhere they can be. And everywhere they can't be, you're going to have a lot of local kits, uh, local gaming communities trying to just throw an eight or 15 player event together. And if you've only got so many wife points, brownie points, whatever you want to call them in the bank for a season, what are the, you know, state level, provincial level, regional level, whatever you want to call them, level events, tier two that I want to attend. And then you've got your tier one events, stuff like Gen Con. Right, stuff like the Stampede City Open or the SLO in Montreal uh, in the fall, that kind of stuff. So I'm in the same boat that you are, where I have to look at, you know, I got professional commitments. Uh, I got to go to Newfoundland for a family vacation in August, which is why I'm missing Gen Cons. Not sadly, I can't say that I'm sad to go to Newfoundland because if you've ever not been to Newfoundland, um, go to Newfoundland. That's all I can tell you. It's it's an amazing place. It'll change your life the first time you go there. Um, but see the musical uh, come from away first and then go to Newfoundland is what I can tell you. Um, yeah, and you know, with all these kids stuff, to your point, visualizing where they all are, that's the same kind of thing that Brian from the Ewok Squadron and I were thinking. This map that we've put together has two kind of uh, aspects to it. So the first is visualizing where all the squads are across Canada, Northern States, South States, wherever. And that's to help regrow some communities so that people can figure out answers to questions like, where are people playing on which nights of the week? Is that closer to my home? Is it closer to my work? Uh, what makes sense? You know, I don't know about you guys, but I found my local squad in Toronto originally because it was closer to where I finished my work day, not where I lived. So I ended up going there and not closer to my house 
and ended up finding a squad of guys like Devin Monkhouse and Evan Cameron, Kelvin Lau, some of these amazing Canadian players, and that's how I got into X-Wing in the first place. So having a map resource like that that helps you visualize that kind of stuff, I think is going to be super helpful. So if you guys can help share it across the U.S., just is a very simple Google form. You know, what's your squad called? Where do you guys play out of? Where is it? That kind of stuff. Uh, Brian and I are happy to keep building that up and help really people see where the local kits are all going to be. Um, those tier two type of events where we start finding out later in the year, probably after, you know, May when AMG finally shares with us what are the next levels of, of OP events and, and kits going to look like, we'll start figuring out where those two tier two events are going to be. And from our perspective, because Canada is just so ridiculously massive in terms of where it is that everybody has to go play with each other, we couldn't wait that long. So we just decided to put together some stuff, some tier two level events like the GRX team tournament, like the SLO, that are going to be these big community run events. They're going to have tons of community prizes and fun stuff inside events. And we hope that AMG gets involved with them. But even if they don't, there's still going to be great events for everybody to, to join. And this is where they're going to happen, you know, at which times and geographically, here's where they're going to be. So when you boot up this map, if you're living in, you know, New York or Ohio or even as far down as where the crates are, um, you know, it's, it's within striking distance. It's a long weekend. It's a lot of driving, um, but it's definitely there. And then for, if you're somebody who can afford that type of fly in and fly out option, you know, forget the Ontario events. If you can fly in and fly out of events from the States, go to the SCO. In, uh, in Calgary in June. It's going to be a hoot and a half. Uh, the boys in Calgary know how to have fun. I can tell you that. So, you know, that, that's going to be a good option for you as well. And then for us on the Canada side, we're looking forward to you guys as well in any of those northern states sharing with us where some of your events are going to be so we can also find those gaps in our schedule to plan those road trips south of the border as well. My buddy Tristan of the GRX has been the governor of Michigan since, what, 2018, Mark, uh, Ryan? Uh, only on a trial basis. <laughs> yeah, he did come down and take a hyperspace trial from us. Um, actually, Tim, so just to make sure, you shared the link with me. That is a shareable link to anywhere right now, so I can blast that in Twitch chat. It is a public Google Map link, yes. I've defaulted the layers of the map to be the, uh, the squad layers, but there's two additional layers that you can toggle on and off, which are... Uh, the key community tier two and one events that I'm aware of, at least at this point in the U.S. and Canada, and then the 2024 store champ kit hopefuls for Canada. So I'm hoping this is like a map of where we hope all the places that in Canada get a store champ kit end up. And when then we get more info, we're going to map out exactly where all the store champ can uh, store champ kits went and hopefully feed that information to AMG marketing in 24 and say, you know, guys, this is 2023 where all the store champ kits ended up. And this is where all of our players are not necessarily in all the big cities. Um, so take that into account, like Toronto, for example, yes, the prototype Toronto league's got a lot of notoriety, but during the pandemic, so many players, including myself moved out of the city. We had kids, we bought houses, we moved out of the city and because it was the cost of living was just bonkers. So we had to find a place to live. And uh, and now I, I would say the center of X-Wing in Ontario is probably west of the city in the Tri-Cities area near where the GRX guys are. So if somebody wants to get 
uh, help out with this and get their either their squadron, their local, or a larger event like you know, for example, I don't see Nova on there. Um, how do they go about doing that? Uh, thanks for asking, Marcel. I think the easiest thing to do is to fill out the Google Doc. Uh, so I shared the Google Doc in the chat with you blokes as well. Um, it's a pretty simple Google Doc. It asks a few questions like, who are you guys? What's your squad called? Where do you guys meet? What days of the week? Do you guys have a Discord, a Facebook? What's the best way for new players who are usually used to playing on their kitchen table or on TTS to reach out to in real life players and book a game? You know, so um, the map's helpful and the more squads that share it, the more people that are going to get on it, the faster Brian and I can put it together. Um, and I think hopefully the more is going to help everybody. Um, it's a, it's a public Google map. So yeah, feel free to share it. And, uh, and if you have any uh, feedback or need any tweaks or anything like that, uh, I'm Timbo on Facebook or uh, Timbo slice on discord. That's awesome. There's been some uh, uh, similar ideas, um, but uh, looks like the initiative that you guys are taking, uh, especially coming up to the store championship season, uh, definitely draws a lot of um, players out of the woodworks uh, to come out, see what's new with the game, um, because they don't have to travel to, say, a big convention right we, we focus on the larger events a lot but it's really the the smaller events even just like uh, as you said if you get one of those mando kits you plan on doing it a specific night put that on there too um whatever way that you can reach out uh i i do like the the way you put it uh would you say regrowth regrow regrow the yeah. communities don't rebuild yeah. them because they never got broken just regrow them I love that. I love that. So, James, I want to expect to see your squadron on that map soon. What what what, what is it? I want to know. Uh, mine is uh, I think it's U UCX Utah. Um, it, it's UCX or UVX. I think the UCX is the event, but I think UVX is the uh, uh, people that play, like Utah Valley X Wing. Awesome! Awesome. And, you know, you're right, Will. There's lots of guys that have come up with similar ideas and sometimes better ideas. Like yeah. Oliver Pocknell, for example, has that website. Yeah, yeah the 186 tracker is super helpful. Oh. So I, 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 was, I was over there for a long time. Um, and, yeah, that, that, that event tracker was super helpful for, like, hey, I got a free weekend. Let me check what's going on this weekend um, in my area, you know? Yeah, and we, we don't try to reinvent the wheel. Like on the map, if you go to the dot in the UK for the 186 squadron, it's literally just a link to that web page. So. <laughs> right. But that, I think that's the, um, the message you want to send out is that, you know, you guys can only do so much. It's going to take all of us to really get that map working uh, for everyone's benefit. Well, Will, why did you have so much fun at Worlds? Was it because you got to get as far as the tournament as you did? win a ghost damage deck or any of the other prizes or was it because you were there with people from all over the world that also love the hobby that you love i mean it's it's always the people like i could play i could play games with you know the the few locals or whatever uh but uh going out and meeting people uh that share the same passion is what uh keeps me coming back to the x-wing see for me 
um, before I broke my ankle in a way that I could only describe as nightmarish, um, I used to play a lot of competitive rugby. And one of the things that went along with competitive rugby was going on tours. We did tours that were bus tours to, you know, Penn State, Pittsburgh, all sorts of fun stuff. And, and while I can definitely say that X-Wing tours are a lot more tame, despite some of the stories you guys might have heard about our Canadian X-Wing tours, um, that for me was why I got into, you know, organizing these types of things. So, you know, you know for the SLO in Montreal in the fall, I'm definitely going to try and put together something like a train or a hotel or something like that to make it easier for people to get there. Just because, I don't know, the more the merrier, right? That's right. I love what you said earlier, though, Will, about how um, tier one events don't have to be what really gets people playing because it is ultimately the local, the local kit, the local squad night on Tuesday, Wednesdays, whatever it is, the local kits. Those are the kinds of things that keep people learning, trying new things and, and getting into it. And, and if I have one thing to shout out to everybody, it's don't build your squad the way you think you need to, to be at premier level events, build your squad for fun. You know, we had the prototype Toronto League where our original mantra was you had to play eight games over eight weeks and you couldn't repeat a, main, uh, a named pilot or a, a same list of generics. And it drove us to not play Dash Jake or not play Dash Corin or not play, you know, mirror matches of Miranda, uh, Nim over and over again, those kinds of things. Um, that's what's going to get people playing fun games again if you ask me um or watch the mando uh season three finale and then end up like me where you build a list with bogotan and just have a bow ton of fun with it so bow ton of fun nice so um guess, yeah go ahead I, well i was probably gonna transition to something else but if you, if you want to stay on this mark i'll go for it no no yeah i was doing that as well i saw, I Same saw wavelength. the wavelength yeah <laughs> yeah so speaking of like maybe ways to uh promote more casual fun and just enjoyable x-wing right i kind of want to go into how we as players and for some of us community leaders or organizers or even just if i'm talking to the the, the average listener right now if you're not the leader or if you're not someone who's uh sort of organizing any events what are some things we can all do actionable things we could do to help continue this momentum after worlds and help our own communities continue to grow. You know, that's Chicago, uh, from what I hear, has been kind of booming. I know uh, Joshua is a, uh, um, I, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. Uh, he knows what I'm talking about. Uh, he, you know, he posted earlier this week that Fair Games had the, the highest just in store for a weekly night that it's had in a long time. Um, I know that um, the local store that just opened up, I think it's called Spellbound or something like that, that Tim Woodbury runs and also the one that Nick Sperry from 312 runs. They've been getting really, um, well, they've been getting on and off more and more, but more consistent. And one of the things as myself, not being one of the people that are driving those, not being a Josh or Tim, or a Nick or anything like that. Um, 
is showing up. And that's something that, that I know that I catch myself not doing. Like I, I complain that there's not enough people uh, to play with, but then I am the one, I am the one being on, you know, on a Monday, well, Monday night, because uh, Tim changed it to Tuesday. So I just, come on, bro. Um, but on Thursday, Nick does it on Thursday. I'm like, yeah, I'll show up. I'll show up. And then I, and, and then I don't. And that's just been a, a constant for like the last six months. So I think as a non-organizer, the best thing you can do to help promote X-Wing in your local is show up. Is um, I mean, that's the number one thing you can do is show up. And then the number two thing you can do is don't be a jerk <laughs> when you show up. Uh, yeah. So what I mean by don't be a jerk is understand where you're going and for what purpose. Um, so if you're going to a store that has a lot of casual, um, ca a lot of casual players that play once a week uh, to, to, you know, to try out different things and just have fun, don't show up with, you know, what one world's and you know, try to knock people out and use it as your stomping ground. Like, you know, understand the, the, um, the environment. So show up is number one and two, understand the environment. And if you're experienced and you're, even if you're practicing for a, a large event, just be upfront and be like, Hey, I'm practicing for a large event. Uh, I have a list that's, you know, intended to be very you know I'm, I'm 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 hoping to do really well with this list uh do you mind the game and it'll be you know and at least give people the the heads up so the, i think those two are, are are the primary things you can do because one if you don't show up the local's not gonna it's not gonna grow and i'm a culprit of that because I, I don't show up i'm super lazy uh and two is if you do show up just don't push people away by either playing something that's uh, super competitive when somebody else is playing something that's a little bit more casual, or show up with the mentality of uh, being, a, you know, a, not only a rules lawyer but a rules lawyer and a, you know, like, oh, that die is cocked, judge, art check, you, you know, just mellow out, mellow out a little bit. There's nothing wrong with an arc check on, on a lead night, though, Marcel. I mean, no, there's nothing wrong with an arc check, but that was just it, – it, it was analogous to just being like – like. Yeah, don't be a hyper gamer if you're not surrounded yeah, yeah. by hyper gamers. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Totally I mean, yeah. we do arc checks in local all the time. And, you know, arc check, there is no TO, so we just ask the table yeah. next. So I was like, hey, you want, you might take a look at this make the decision and then if there's nobody next to us we just roll a die and it's a 50 50 we can't figure it out but so i'm not saying don't play the game the way that it's intended to be played it's just don't be can i can i build it. off of uh that marcel uh if i reset my camera here but uh you are referencing uh the one or we'll say one of the most important things of any relationship, including the ones you have with your fellow X-Wing players, is communication. Uh, if you're not showing up for X-Wing because they're trying to play it um, Saturday night for some reason, why don't you just let them know? 
Let him know, like, hey, is anybody who's also not playing on Saturday want to play on Tuesday? Uh, anything like that. Uh, the communicating, same thing of like, hey, anybody going to the store championship? Because I'm trying to practice for it. I think I got something uh, nobody else is flying that has potential. Uh, just, just little things like that. Um, that might even spur the kind of things of like, oh, I'm trying something similar, right? To get a discussion going. Uh, so the, uh, like I said, just communicating, even at the, um, I'll play a double advocate on that too. If there's somebody who um, is ruining your fun, you gotta let them know. If you're not showing up to uh, your game tonight, you don't want to. Now you don't do it in front of every mate, everybody, maybe. But just be like, "Yo, dude, you really ruining the vibe at X Wing night." Like, we got to, we got to come to a mutual agreement. We both got to have some fun here, um, and that's uh, something that we've all been playing X Wing for a long time. We've been as many. Hopefully, good relationships. You know, uh, there's certainly uh, time to mend those old wounds as well, if that may be the case. Uh, we've all, you know, gone to that local event where someone was taking it too seriously. Uh, but that's if you put out that. Uh, I don't know why I'm using the word vibe, but the <laughs> if you're putting out that aura of like I'm coming to chill, I'm coming to have fun. Have you seen this new paint job I got on my gauntlet? Uh, that uh, can easily be reciprocated as long as you let people know. Uh, with some, uh, most people have like Facebook pages, though I know Facebook's getting uh, not used as much anymore. So like Gold Squadron, we primarily use our Discord. Uh, what's some other ways that people communicate through their these X-wing channels? I don't know. In Canada, do you guys like send moose with like notes tied to the antlers or something? It's carrier pigeons or snow owls. Okay. Mm, yeah. Snow owl owls. Yeah. yeah snow owls. But I like what you guys are saying because it's the same thing back home here. Is that just preamble the game? Make sure if you if you arrange a game in advance on a league night with somebody, or if you rock up on the day, that both of you are on the same page. Is this going to be totally cash? And, you know, who cares about a cock die? Or is this, are we preparing for something serious? And we both brought lists we've been working on. And let's not let each other get away with missing, dropping a proton bomb in the system phase. Because you gotta, you gotta, sometimes you gotta feel that pain to learn. And I love the Nickel City X-Wing boys in Buffalo for that. Just a few days ago, I came down there uh, because they play extended. And we don't do that in, in St. Catharines or Niagara Falls, uh, our side of Niagara Falls, here where I live. So I drive about, you know, half hour, 35, 40 minutes down to Buffalo for authentic Buffalo wings for one, and X-Wing extended for two. Um, and it was playing with these guys, and they're like, yeah, you know, you're a guest, so we're not going to hard it up on you. But typically, you know, we, we, we feel the pain to learn. And I'm like, I love that because, to your point, Will, if I usually play on my Wednesday nights with, with folks that are – more junior or they usually playing hotac and everybody's helping each other that kind of thing uh it's difficult sometimes to know when you should say 
Yeah, well, you forgot your trigger, and we're and we're right. moving through ships. So, do I be the jerk, or is that a, like uh, <laughs> where are we at with that? Right. So it's it's it's, it's, it's so important to start the game on the same page. And uh, I think I was talking about it with Liam, Liam uh, from the Sith Takers about this when we were in Chicago together. I have trouble turning it off sometimes. I, I narrate the the game rounds and I narrate the system phase and stuff like that. Uh, you know, okay, initiative two, initiative one, who's next? And I have trouble turning it off sometimes in competitive games and I find myself reminding my, my opponents about stuff that they were probably going to forget. And I'm like, well, geez, um, I guess that's me though. Cause I don't want to win again that way. I don't, I don't enjoy winning a game that way. Uh, but, you know, yeah, I, I'm the same way. I'd, I'd rather, rather win with them making no mistakes. Right. It just like, I'd rather you also be at your best and us both be at our best. See how it comes out to Victor. Right. Well, um, I mean, that's the how, how many times have you just like deployed a ship wrong and just like rocked uh, like round one, right? Or, uh, or bumped your ships because you set them up at the rude angle or something like that. But like that uh, is something that we in my local group we've always just like, dude, just fix it. Like we are not even in the fight yet. Like. Like we're trying to get a good game in here. If you just take three damage on an obstacle round one, like it makes it. I don't get. I don't get the win. The rock did right. So uh, that is the. Uh, I feel that as well. To where uh, trying to get a good game, trying to have uh, fun, and I think that another thing is that talking about going to the game store and stuff. A goal, right? Because we're all we're all trying to have fun. We're trying to all trying to learn and get better at the game. But you do have to prioritize the fun of your opponent as well. Like recognizing that like, wow, he just blanked out like eight dice in a row. Like, and I just added four hits. Like you really can't be like, yeah, like cheering and exciting as much as you would want to. You got to recognize that they need to have fun as well. Not that you have to like throw the game or anything, but to match their attitude, if you will. That's well, true. Is, is there anybody else here who's also in sales and marketing professionally? Mm-hmm. What's one of the first? One of the first there. Yeah, on that board. So what, what's the one of the first rules of sales? You never sell anybody anything unless you know you can come back next week and sell them something else next time. Right. Yep. Or also, I, I I normally this is on the service end of things, but you don't you don't treat the person that comes in like a customer. You treat them like a guest at your house. Yeah. That's where you're gonna get the best interactions. Yeah. Uh, true. 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 Um. But off that tangent or whatever. Um. We can do. So we mentioned prior, like, hey, when we want to communicate, when we want to get games together or when we want to figure out what events are the how the communicating is happening right we know facebook groups we know discords right so be active on those of your local scene of your state scene of your regional whatever scene that encompasses a majority of your groups or even just a small like be a part of a couple of them right it's not not gonna hurt to be a part of a couple discord servers or four facebook groups or more like who cares 
if you that's just more opportunities for you to post about your store night or your event that you know of or an event that's across town that you want more people to show up to because you also want to go and enjoy it, kind of more fun or you just thinking hey i can't make this weekend but i want this store to do well like promote it talk about it get people to know about it so finding ways to make sure that the it's not just you that gets part of most of the, the good action within your area, but also trying to promote it so that when you have the availability to go back to a store you couldn't make one weekend, that there will be enough people there. There will be a, a recurring group that shows up and wants to enjoy X-Wing or whatever game. I, I just recently took, and I talked with the other mods of a dis the X-Wing Michigan Disc Discord server, actually just recently transitioned to a complete Star Wars gaming Michigan server. So that we started to invite, uh, throw out invites to the Armada group, the Legion group, people interested in Shatterpoint, and just being like, hey, we want all stores in Michigan possible to have some type of good Star Wars gaming fun interaction and consistency. And if anything, cross-promoting to other games can also mean some of those people are like, hey, I heard this game's pretty cool. I play Legion. Maybe I'll try out X-Wing this night. And go to this store, or vice versa. Exactly, right? You I mean, bring. I, I've dipped uh, dip my toes in Legion and Armada before. <laughs> yeah, and you know, most of the time, people are more than happy to say, "Hey, you know, if you just walk up to the table, like, hey, I, I've seen this game before. Can you give me a little quick lowdown on this, or what do you think about it?" Most people take the time and talk to you. You know, if you're at the store, or even better. It, before you know which store to go to and find the games, because any person could just be interested in a game, show up in a night, and it's not that night's game. So the more information you get there to know when the games are being played of any type on Discords, on Facebook, anywhere and everywhere you can find, get the words out there. Uh, Jason Grimm, Grimwolf in the chat. Uh, by the way, it's Jason's birthday today. Happy um, he he po he talked specifically about recently he started putting posters on we're going old school here right we're not even online anymore he printed out posters on his local stores doors and windows that all it was was just we have x-wing on this night here's a qr code on here that's a link to our discord server and these are the nights we play and he said it boomed it just just a simple poster on a door. Doesn't have to be fancy. It could be black and white print. You could take images from online to put it together. You don't need to be some, you know, Adobe Photoshop's, you know, savant to figure out how to print a poster, right? Just put something together, put information on it, ask your local store if they wouldn't mind putting it up. There you go. Easy. I love what you're saying, Ryan, because um, Star Wars Gaming Ontario went the same direction. And now we're really funneling a lot of multi-games into the same spot. Um, the map we built, same thing. It maps out Armada, uh, Cruise, and, and, and Legion Cruise because uh, there's some places that have larger uh, Legion communities than X-Men communities in parts of Ontario. So, yeah, I mean, we're all here to have fun. I mean, geez, you were at Adepticon. Star Wars gaming was literally like, what, one-third of the largest hall, just the three games? I feel like it was half the hall. At least half. <laughs> Not least even half. a third. Because there was anyway. one half that was actually like, hey, here's all the stuff that like the, the, the vendors and AMG themselves and things had set up. 
and like the other the other because i i missed the depthcon last year so i don't know how how big that was but like the other half was almost all star wars minus i guess so they have the section of marvel crisis protocol but i mean if they want to next year, they can make that whole section Shatterpoint and put Marvel Crisis Protocol in more of the hall somewhere else. Like, they could make Star Wars a large majority of Adepticon complete. Great. So we were talking about community and stuff like that, and I promised a couple of your guys, diehard Canada fans uh, who listen to your podcast a lot and love the content that you guys put together. I promised them that I would ask you guys this question, which is kind of like an origin story question i'm gonna ask james first because i know him the least um and it's it's kind of like i want you to think back to that very first uh time that you graduated from kitchen table x-wing with your mates to like that first kit thing so you're not on any discord channels you're not in any communities you're not wearing a squad shirt and it was just the first time that you decided, you know what, I've played a few rounds, I know the rules, I'm probably not going to win, but I'm going to have a lot of fun trying. Um, you know, walk us through that that first experience that you had doing that. Um, I think I've heard Marcel's origin story on this before, I'm probably going to ask him again. Go ahead, James. Thanks. Um, yeah, my first game um, was actually the last 1.0 uh, store tournament uh, at my local store and they had an odd number of people uh so i was like oh i'll play i've never played before and someone handed me a list i think it was like like poe han and and something else and uh i got wrecked by some ridiculous 1.0 lists all day it was just like like the the ray falcon stuff going on the the tlt stuff going on and i was miserable and I was like, I never want to play this game again. It was so terrible. <laughs> um, but thankfully, uh, 2.0 had been really uh, announced pretty uh, recently to that. And I was like, I'm just going to wait for this new version because this version is terrible. <laughs> Why would you people play this? <laughs> um, but yeah, after that, I jumped in and I was actually um, uh, bought the uh, bought the conversion kits and got like a uh, like a big rebels um cash from somebody uh and bought the conversion kit and actually was uh basically from 2.0 release was this the showrunner for my store um so uh went from like not playing at all to running events um in about like a month after 2.0 released so um and after that it was a lot of fun i went to um i played a couple of like big events and got uh played played really well in those events and then uh after that i moved to uh salt lake so um i was previously in uh, england with uh, uh over there in uh, north of london so and then one pandemic later you end up commentating the world championships yeah um yeah actually like how i started with gsp it was like uh <laughs> dion was just like he's a cool guy. And then I started commentating on like the Saturday nights X-Wing th stuff. And then eventually he was like, okay, this guy's good enough, I guess. And then I started helping out with uh, the, the online events that we were doing. And uh, yeah, that one thing led to another. And now I'm <laughs> uh, one of the faces for 
X-Wing for uh, the world, the world's event. And so I, I think you completely encompass the, the Ron Burgundy that escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's you. I, yeah. Cause like, I, I, I think so, uh, someone needs to superimpose your face on that meme and then it's an e easy, easy win for, for X-Wing. Yeah. I really yeah, got cause it. Was, <laughs> yeah. Cause like our previous, um, the previous guy that was running the running X-Wing for the store um, got out after 1.0. Um, so there was a little vacuum there and I was like, well, I'll be here for a little bit. So I might as well, um, you know, help out and help build the community. And that was actually my first miniatures events or miniatures game at all was X-Wing. So I went from like playing board games to, um, doing this and been enjoying it ever since. Yeah, closest thing I came to X-Wing, or sorry, closest thing I came to miniatures before X-Wing was maybe Axis and Allies. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Heated rebellion. games of risk. Yeah, heated, <laughs> yeah, heated <laughs> games of risk and uh, rebellion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Tim, who do you want to hear from next? Well, this isn't my podcast. I feel like I'm... I'm, I'm All right, let me see. I, I just got to share this. Um, so... Uh, for work reasons, I've been deep diving and researching and, and just getting into different AI functions, right? Uh, you know, the chat GPT plus other functions that, that built into like accounting systems and marketing systems. And, uh, uh, you know, anyway, I'm not going to get too deep into it. But just out of curiosity, when you said, well, I already heard your origin story. I asked the AI to invent my origin story. So here is my artificial origin story. You guys ready? All right. I'm so ready for this. Once upon a time in a galaxy not so far away, I was a young Star Wars fan who had always been fascinated by the iconic X-Wing starfighters from the movies. I had collected a few Star Wars action figures and had built a few model kits of the ships, but I was always looking for new ways to engage with the Star Wars universe. One day, while browsing the shelves at a local hobby store, I came across a box of X-Wing miniatures. Intrigued, intrigued, I picked up the box and examined the detailed models of X-Wing, TIE Fighters, and other uh, Star Wars ships that were included in the game. I decided to give it a try and bought the game. As I started playing with friends, I was hooked. The game's tactical gameplay where I had to maneuver ships through space and make strategic decisions quickly became a, fa a favorite pastime. I loved the game. I loved how the game allowed me to create some of the epic space battles from movies and fun, in fun and engaging ways. As I continued to play, I became more and more invested in X-Wing in the X-Wing Miniatures community. I attended local tournaments, met friends who shared my passion for the game, and even started painting my own ships to make them look even more like the ones from the movies. In the end, X-Wing Miniatures became more than just a game for me. It was a way to connect with other Star Wars fans to explore my creativity and to relive some of my favorite moments from the movies in new and exciting ways. That is like... That is like spot on for about fifty percent of the. Community. I was gonna say when you got to the painting part, that's where I'm like, I painted people. I mean, I paid people to paint my stuff, but I mean that is quite. They've been reading blogs, apparently. I, right. They've been. I don't we gotta, know. We gotta, it's, it's plugged in. 
Is nope. ask, ask it if I should two bank or three forward next time. <laughs> See if it helps. Just have it in there like, hey, I'm stuck here. <laughs> now, Marcel's origin story has something very unique about it that he probably hasn't shared with you blokes, which is that one day, not too many years ago, he had the very supreme pleasure of playing a man named John Doyle. I have also played John Doyle before. God rest him. He passed away during the pandemic. We miss him a lot. John is the only X-Wing player I have ever met who's blind. And he is uh, quite something to have seen and played against in your life. Um, Marcel, you were not the only man, myself included, who came that bloody close to losing to John Doyle and his whisper, if you can imagine, a man who has to be told where the obstacles are going down because he usually played with a helper and he got told where the obstacles were going down at the beginning of the game, roughly range two from which edges and stuff like that. He'd have to commit the whole thing to memory, commit where your ships got put down to memory, where his ships got put down to memory, and then he'd play through the game. Um, you know, Marcel's aversion to slow play definitely worked against him. In the, in the match, but he emerged victorious in the end, and John was uh, a complete class act about it as usual. Um, but, you know, you talk about community and experiences throughout your, your, your span mm -hmm. of playing X-Wing. I would say that's probably one in your cap, uh, a feather in your cap for always, mate. Yeah, no, I'll always remember that, and I'll always remember that trip and every trip I made to Toronto. It's um, um, definitely, if... if anybody from the United States that's watching that it's never taken the trip to Canada to play in one of their events. Um, it, 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 it's, it's amazing. And although Canada has been on a winning streak as of late, um, the, when we go up, we usually spank you guys. So, you, you know, there's a lot of definitely back and forth. You're right. But you guys have definitely taken one of our nationals and we haven't taken one back from you. So yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, the chalkboard's got one more notch on your side than ours for right now. So don't let us down. You people listening. <laughs> Will, you want to go next? Uh, yeah, mine's kind of straightforward. Um, I think it, um, Started with a, I forget what I was buying, um, but I saw the uh, like just announced like Raider or um, hasn't even been released like like just announced. Uh, and I saw that they had the Corvette. And I was like, well, it's the first ship you see in Star Wars, um, uh, and that's what drew me. I was like, this like epic model or whatever. I was like, oh, they play a game with this too, and that. I uh, started looking at the different miniatures. Ended up getting some after watching uh, whatever that Will Wheaton show was. Um, but he, uh, very specifically, he played a very terrible game. Don't watch that. Um, oh, I remember watching that one too. It was so yeah. bad. It's really not great. Uh, watch back, very cringy uh, at this time. But uh, yeah, uh, Will Wheaton, I think it was Seth Green and their, their wives, maybe. Either way. Uh, I get some miniatures and I'm just playing, you know, we're like, you know, one V one, one and, um, eventually I'm like watching more, uh, competitive games, watching like old 
uh, world championship games, right? And some of the new uh, streams that people were doing. I was like, oh, okay, well, we should play this way and started learning a little bit more of the, the correct way of playing. No more double barrel roll on Vader and things like that. Um, uh, and so once we started learning the rules or whatever, uh, that's when uh, I was on like a 10 loss streak against uh, my girlfriend at the time. I was like, I don't understand. She plays this once a week with me and I watch videos of this every day and somehow she's beating me. There's gotta be something I'm doing wrong. And eventually I was just like, I gotta find someone else to play. Someone else to tell me why I'm terrible at this game. Uh, so I look up Facebook, find a group, uh, local uh, group out of the game. I was just typed in game stores or whatever, right? And uh, uh, went down to the game store, uh, continued to lose. Uh, they're like, uh, then that first night they're like, hey, you know, if you're looking for groups to play with, there's one in Iowa City who's holding a store championship. I was like, oh, you guys play, like, tournaments and yeah, stuff? Yeah, championship like, at that time sounded this big, right? Yeah, I was like, I heard Worlds, but I was like, well, everything's got Worlds, but I was like, you guys even hold, like, little team? Like, little things? They're like, oh, it's not little. It's like 20 people or something. I was like, oh, okay. Uh... So I was like, I got, I got a free night. Headed out to Iowa City to check it out before the event. Saw that those guys were cool. Went to the tournament. I, I have flew a terrible list. Uh, I had a bunch of fun. And then from there, uh, playing um, with those guys, not uh, in Davenport, in the Quad Cities is what we call it. The playing with those guys, uh, that's when I was able to start talking about lists. And they're like, yeah, you, no one runs these upgrades because they are terrible. Like, stop. Like, you should run these upgrades. You should buy a Defender to get Predator. I was like, I, I probably should. Uh, <laughs> so that's the... Um, the start of it is that actually I came from uh, competitive, not board games, but like competitive, like athletic games, um, whatever it was like football back in the day, or, uh, at the time I was doing roller derby. So like going to tournaments, traveling as a group to go out to a big event on the weekends, that was just, you know, normal. There was what, uh, uh, what you do, go out, do the after party kind of stuff. I was like, well, these are my kind of people. This is what I want to do. Uh, except for instead of talking about skating, we could talk about Star Wars instead. Uh, yeah, just fell in love with the community, eventually kept going to larger and larger events until I eventually made the commitment to go to uh, Adepticon, which is where I really met all these guys. And then one or two games of Looping Chewy later, you're up uh, I mean, uh, yeah, a little bit of luck. Uh, a couple beers later, and I'm um, wrapped up in it still. Still watching X-Wing videos every day. That's it. But before I ask Ryan, is there actually anybody on this call that knows Dion's uh, origin story, or do we have to ask him another night? Uh, I believe he lost, like, 50 games to his cousin or brother. No, he lost everywhere, not just to his cousin and brother. He, <laughs> he, 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 he lost everywhere. Yeah. Like he, he lost for like three or four months straight before he finally uh, won a game. 
But I, I and then he lost like three or four months right after more after that probably. I think it was similar ish to mine where you know playing with your you know your brother your your family or uh, best friends, um, and then you know maybe I could if I play somebody else I could beat them. So you start looking for different people to play with and get wrapped up in these game stores. Yeah, so uh, mine was. So I remember the I remember the list I brought. I don't remember what kind of event it was. It might have been a store champ. Might have been just a organized event thing at the, the local store. Um, but I started with a, a terribly built dash and two HLC B wings because I thought B wings are still to this day one of my favorite ships in Star Wars. I'm like, I want to fly B wings. Give me some B wings. Dash throws four dice. I'm going to bring three things with four dice attacks. <laughs> so if I recall correctly, old HLC had the full arc and not just the bullseye back in those days. Um, I think I won maybe one game, right? Got trounced by some other stuff. I think it was around the time where people started to bring... Everyone at the event was like, we brought four TLT Y-Wings. Those are bad people. <laughs> like, well, maybe one person showed up with them or something. Um... So it was around that time, which was uh, second, no, um, episode seven, the core set, the Force Awakens core set. Um, so other things started to pop up around that. And it, what's funny is even that being my first event, um, I can't remember much specifically after that, besides jumping past a whole bunch of 1.0 stuff. Um, my My first time actually being introduced to the game one of my friends offered uh, his lot to me um, because a couple years prior, he was like, hey, I think this game is going to be really cool. And this was like very early first edition, like Corset and maybe Wave 2 at most. Um, we were all, me and my buddies were all playing Warhammer 40k at the time, which I was terrible at. I never won a game against them. They were all better than me. And I, I hated playing... I, it turns out I hated playing like three, four hour games and losing every time. So I was like, ah, skirmish game seems pretty nice. But I was so burnt out on any miniatures game after my experiences with 40K or at that time, I was like, I don't want to get into another one. Don't show me X-Wing. I don't need, uh, oh, dials and specific movement. That sounds terrible. I just use a measuring tool and move your squad or something. That sounds way too restrictive. Oh, for that, roll 20 dice. Yeah, right? Just roll a bunch of D6s. What's what's this D8 stuff? I don't know, man. Um, it's funny to come back, like, a couple years later when he's not playing X-Wing anymore, and I'm like, that seems interesting, you know? And he's like, why didn't you just play the game with me a couple years ago? I'm like, yeah, you guys all killed me with miniatures games before. I wasn't in it. So it was weird to, like, he then was getting out of X-Wing, even though he wanted to get me into X-Wing, so he sold me all his stuff. And then I go and play in this event with two weeks of dash. Well, thanks, guys, for sharing those stories. Because like I said, um, so many Canadians listen to your guys' uh, content, have for years, myself included, and, and love that you guys keep putting it on because it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a stable, you know, weekly. Um, it, it reminds us that um, our hobby goes beyond the local game store. It goes beyond the local community. It is a, a global pastime. Um, there's another question I wanted to ask, and maybe I'll go in the opposite direction. I don't know how we're doing on time, Ryan, so, so take the lead on that one. Oh, you're the host, man. You keep, 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 I, 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 I think we're still doing okay. We're, we're not, uh, yeah, we're fine. 
we go for about two hours or so ish. I wanted to ask a question about formats. So when it comes to really attracting kitchen table players or getting people to take that graduating step from, you know, casual play to really considering their lists a little bit more, um, thoroughly and really looking at whether they're a competitive edge and stuff like that. Do we believe that standard and extended should be the staples for, for community uh, league nights and stuff like that? Or is there a place for Aces High, for Epic, for Hotak, for stuff like that mixed up in it? Because, you know, like my own experience right now where I live in, in Niagara region is a really vibrant Hotak community. These people are serious about it. They have been playing for months. They've got custom 3D printed ships. They've got characters that have ships that basically have like, um, you know, like if it, if it was a, if it was a Lamborghini spaceship, it would be a Lamborghini spaceship essentially. And they've got, you know, all kinds of crazy scenarios that they've been working off and stuff like that. And they have a great time with it. And I love playing with them every now and again, but I find myself sometimes in a situation where I write to the group ahead of time and say, you know, I'd love to get a standard game in this night as well. And maybe I'll put my Hawk in the, in the Hotak game and just one forward me for three turns in a row. And then you will know, check in that kind of stuff. So I'm really curious what you guys think about whether or not if we want um, to regrow communities at the premier event level, is there a place for those types of casual formats at league nights or does it, does it um, encourage people away from, from standard competitive formats? So I, I would say from my experience, and I think every city and every community is a little bit different, uh, but in Chicago, we have a lot of communities. And in general, whether I play a fair game, so or play the pastimes when pastimes was going on, or, you know, Dice Dojo or any of the other ones locally, is um, people are typically looking to play what, ever is the version that will be played at store championship kits or at uh major events and now chicago might be a little bit of of a not not an oddity but it's a little bit different than if you're playing like in the middle of nebraska or something like that and and people aren't doing as many competitive events because they just don't have the events close to them like they have to go very far away so they may be playing more casual type games but at least um you know we've tried or back when pastimes was was um the pastime of old we tried doing like um scenario nights and 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 when i say scenario nights there wasn't scenarios at the time but it was you know like um you know whether it's aces high or uh attack um whole pack is like yeah, when you say whole tech, you mean uh, uh, Atari, Atari. Yeah, there was a Drake Luster, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, Mario Kart. Like, There's a whole bunch of fun little. Stuff. Yeah, we would do that, and we would organize it like ahead of time, and we would probably either do it on a, on an off night that's not the league night, or do it like once every like once a month or something like that, and continue the the campaign that way. Uh, typically, it was more of you know whatever is is being played at tournaments that that people kind of gravitated to and i and i tend to agree with that because um when you're looking to grow x-wing and you're looking to get people like really invested into x-wing in the community that as we know it 
you know, not just yeah, X-Wing like premier level. Yeah, yeah, because it, well, not just the premier level. I mean, it it, it just in in the in the community level. I'm not going to call it premier, but I'm going to say at the community level where where it's building a community. Um, it it really that community really happens in, in those events when you meet people outside of your local game store and that's where you you like the hook line sinker you know that that's where it happens you know when you meet somebody that is outside of the people that you play with on a regular basis even if you have like a 10 person or 12 person local night but that's the same 10 or 12 people you see for the for six months and then you go out uh and you go out to you know the um, you know, let's say the the Texas one, the Lone Star Open or something like that in Texas, and and you meet people from California, from Nevada, somebody flew in from, you know, Virginia and Chicago. That's what ends up hooking you the most, and that's that that's really what gets you from being a local player to like, even if you're not traveling to all the tournaments, at least participating in discords, going on on YouTube, watching the content, going on the Fly Better page, and, you know, engaging and interacting with the community at at, at a larger scale. And that is all tied together with, with playing, like, the standard version that everybody else is playing during those events. And that's where, that's a little bit, even though, you know, I have a soft spot in, you know, for my friends in Europe that are stuck still on unextended, uh, like, you know, like Gisley and the other people that are, you know, I understand, but that's contained to that local spot. Like they're not going to attend the worlds playing the the legacy version of 2.0, even if they think it's more fun. That that's got a finite growth. You know, there there it can only grow to a certain finite it's got a shelf size. Life. It's got a shelf life. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and if you want that community feel, even if it's a game that you preferred less than the game that came prior, that's what's going to open you up to the community to, you know, to the community at at, at a broader level. At and large. I, yeah. yeah, at large. And uh, again, maybe I'm a little bit biased because I'm personally more into the competitive scene than I am into the you know, casual, like, I'm not going to play droid soccer. It's just no, no interest to me. Um, and I don't know. That, that, so I, I'm curious to hear from, from, from the other folks here, but that, that's my, my point is um, if you're trying to grow the game and, and grow the experience as a community, you have to play what people outside of your local store are playing like you have to play what the broader community is playing in order as long to... as it's not extended hmm? as long as it's not extended i think extended is fine as well because it's still the same rule set it's still this it's different ships but it's still the like i'm cool with extended i drive 35 minutes to buffalo to get my fix to have my star vipers on the table every now and again man. yeah That's yeah cool. like I, i'm super, super cool with extended because they're playing the same rule set they're playing the same points for the most part and you know they're you know it's it's still the same game but you know, when you're talking about like a te uh, Heroes of Atari Cluster, or you're talking about a game that does Mario—I mean, a store that does you know primarily Mario Kart all the time, 
or or X-Wing card or whatever they call it, or a game that does a, a legacy version of X-Wing, whether it's 1.0 or 2.0 before the 2.5, um, you're, you're, you're kind of... Yeah, you're cutting yourself off from... Limiting the growth. You're cutting yeah. yourself from the rest yeah. of the community, I think. I get it. I get it completely, yeah. It's interesting that you would... You would say that. I mean, I would agree that you the the reason why uh, everybody gravitates towards the competitive um, style of X Wing is because you could just show up with a list and everybody understands the game and rules that you're expecting to play. Um, I, I don't know who is probably some someone more familiar with magic than me but to me that was like like magic 60 cards whatever the rule set at the time was right um that's the if if you're playing football you expect to have 11 players on the field right uh that's so like there is something that you should expect to play that standard if you go to a, a game store but i think if you're trying to like if you're going to a new game store, right? Like yeah, I wouldn't show up with your 3D printed Hotex stuff, and uh, if you don't know if they're into that or not. But the I do think that um, these kind of casual, community-driven um, uh, formats is what you call them. Yeah, a different format. formats. Yes. Uh, I I do think that they are great, though. To bring in players who uh, aren't competitive, who aren't going to a tournament, right? They just wanna they just wanna hang out on a Wednesday night and you know move some ships around. I uh, so I, I think you obviously it goes back to the communicating, right? If everyone's a practice in front of the tournament, that's uh you know the the default then. But uh, setting up uh, those particular events, uh, letting uh, your your group know that hey, I want to do. Uh, I got this great idea for a Mario Kart track. It's going to be really interesting. When can we play it? And put that information out. And I'm sure if you do, if you put in the effort, someone will be also interested in doing it. Someone's like, you know, I've been list building twenty point list for however long a year now uh, i could use something to re uh, reinvigorate uh my interest in uh just uh the the x-wing even if you know they're not trying to win the next store champion or something like that so i do think you you still need to prioritize both but it it does like greatly depend on where you're going brian do you guys ever do any casual events up in michigan or formats uh, not, events it's it's not it hasn't been too common most of the time we do free play days and then i try and organize some sort of slight competitive level event just for people who may want to have just some organized capacity and just keep it as simple with the current competitive format um but with the child of mandalore kit that become available um and the droid whatever the the droid soccer thing is uh, being things that are available to my local store 
I'm not opposed by any means to run those type of events. Um, and I actually want to kind of maybe even take the conversation, at least by my contribution, uh, even further back on the um, experience scale. How how effective do you believe something like a demo night would be for uh, a store? Advertise that it, probably about a month in advance that any person that we just talked about who's never taken it away from their kitchen table that may really not want to have their a competitive event be their first experience or maybe they, they're just maybe not comfortable just showing up and not knowing all the rules but they want to still get out there or maybe have someone uh, because maybe they don't have someone else they know that is that knows more about the game to teach them in person, right? Do we think that there's, let me ask this, have you guys ever ran a demo night or have been part of or know of a demo night that had a, would you would consider a pretty good success rate of people actually showed up and wanted to play the game? Um, I, I didn't run it myself, but I, it was a an event that was, um, a one v one. It was a forty point ship, so you know it was uh, first edition. But on the premise that um, you know you were encouraged to bring not just like yours, but an extra ship or two, right? Uh, so you, anybody who didn't own the game yet, well, maybe only played on that kitchen table with a buddy. Uh, they felt just as welcome to show up because they don't they didn't need to own you know, be the every expansion collector right they could just show up do quick smaller games um, where uh, you could really focus on like learning and uh, having fun and that seemed to work out very well because uh, there was a shorter day you know right shorter rounds things like that and it uh, it got a couple of those people to just be like, I'm buying a court set today. Like, I'm addicted now. It's like the, so I would say, yeah, like even whatever you think would be best, but uh, putting it out there, like, hey, you don't even have to own the game. Like, we will give you the things you need to play the game. Just, um, you know, that emphasizing that, uh, that learning of it. Um, I don't know if, um, well, I, I would take that back. I would say even like maybe we were talking about flying simple lists. Like you might want to bring to your game night and start amortizing it uh, that, that you would be willing to run a demo game. Bring just Luke and some Time Fighters stashed away in case somebody was like, what are you guys playing? I was like, let me show you. Is that a couple of these dials here? Yeah, it is probably good to... Uh, and probably also ties in a little bit back to what we talked to earlier is if you go to a store kit night or the store night in general if you have a competitive list in mind that you're bringing it's probably helpful to bring a second list that is more on the casual side if oh, you're yeah. not sure what could happen either way oh um, yeah and I, I like to actually and when you mentioned the starter kits i think that's a big thing because coming up soon we're going to be getting rebel imperial starter kit and assuming the re and the rest of the factor starter kits eventually in the future. So Ooh. I think what could be a really easy thing to do is not only obviously 
advertise that on regular nights you're willing to teach any new people is actually set up events where and you could talk to your local store and have make, make sure they advertise it i think that's the big thing is that it can't just be word of mouth through already existing x-wing discords or facebook groups because those those new people aren't in there that's not yeah. where your audience is no. you need to have the stores advertise it posters on the door etc um but maybe there could be two different ways a new person could come try out the game one just people like me you anyone here provides a list we got all the stuff for you it's at the table pick a side pick a you know and let's i will show you how to play the game or grab grab your friend and i will kind of help mediate the game between you two um or help maybe drive the sales of the core sets offer a way to say hey if you pick you pick one of those two faction core sets right there that's yours to take home and you play the game Ooh, it's almost like a draft format where like everybody just buys a Corsa and that's what you get yeah. to play with. That would be interesting. That's an interesting format, actually. I maybe the even store might that. might uh, like if they because I obviously wouldn't want to charge anyone to play in a demo event. So maybe right. if you can talk to the store to, to make even a small discount on the core set, if they are willing to play the game there at the store in the in a demo night, might be worth it in the store's best interest. Say, hey, even if it's just like five bucks off the core or whatever, or ten bucks off the core, whatever percentage or, they want to come to, or just like add on to that product, like a little like. Um like a little sticky note or like a little piece of like one of the flyers and put on that thing like hey we actually play this game on these days you know here's a here's our discord and you come by and we'll give you a free demo game and we can teach you how to play the game that, that's Sweet. a good one like to do. yeah they can, I, love uh, you, I love what you guys are all saying about making the formats more approachable and, and making them the ways that players that to ryan's point may not have been exposed to the, the the normal community channels seeing that there's something going on there it's so easy for us to lose perspective sometimes that league nights as we all know them can be intimidating you know for newer players think about games that aren't x-wing you know think about darts or bowling i like darts i like bowling but rocking up to a bowling league night that you're not already a part of and you don't have a matching shirt of everybody else in the bowling alley, it can be intimidating for a new player. No, even if you're sure. out, right? <laughs> so um, these, these ideas are great. And, and it's important to find that balance, like Marcel was saying earlier, where, yes, we're approachable. Uh, there's lots of fun guys that keep it casual. You know, we like to have that conversation in advance of how we play, demo nights, fly it before you buy it. But... Ultimately, I like what our Marcel was saying was that where you want to go eventually is the structure of a league night where people are playing the, the rule sets of the games that are going to help them get out of their casual league nights into those tier two level, you know, events that are going to really offer them the really competitive runway that they want to, to, to explore where they, they can go as a gamer. And, and you know, that's kind of the origin story of the prototype Toronto League that we did originally, which is where we said, okay, we're going to match the rule set of the game to the T. There's no, there's no double barrel rolling Vader, like, like Will said, right? There's no, um, you know, having, you know, three sets of Vader in the same list or any of that fun stuff. But we're also going to create 
a way to drive our players to not netlist. So you can't repeat name pilots. Uh, you know, you can't repeat the same names of a generics or you have a theme night uh, or, or the GRX did it where, you know, each of their league seasons has a theme, you know, like where every list you make uh, one season had to have a, a, a quad jumper in it or every list has to have at least a Mando uh, token in it because Ryan just loves Mandalorian drop troops uh, in, in X-Wing, that kind of thing, right? So anything that you can come up with that after they've got, after you've got people that are past that, that first kind of, Ooh, I don't know if I'm ready to go from the kitchen table to, to the, to the game store table, um, step is really making sure that people realize that there's that balance between casual and competitive, uh, options there and really just feeling out what the scene is about. There's plenty of scenes out there that are never going to be at that competitive level, and they're really happy with just those casual nights and cool, and you know, and, and, and good for them. Enjoy your store champ kips, enjoy the children of Mandalore stuff like that. Um, but those the players are also the ones that are also welcome at places like you know the events I mentioned earlier in Canada or your Gen Cons, your Adepticons. Um, but a casual player that's only ever played Extended or, or Mario Kart or Droid Soccer, if they go to Adepticon having only ever been exposed to those formats, they're going to have a rough day. <laughs> so you want to make sure that you, you as, a, as a club, have that kind of uh, options for everybody. So I'm, I'm, I'm really cool. I'm really happy that I'm hearing all the same stuff from everybody here. We're all on the same page. I made everything up. That was just the AI speaking. It was the AI speaking. I figured, yeah, yeah, definitely. I thought it was we should, we should we should totally do like uh for a second. We should definitely have a, a night or two uh Marcel where you just like sneak in a couple AI responses and see who can actually tell if that's your response or the AI chat response. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> what's um, that what's that famous test? The psychology test where you have to figure out if you're talking to a, a person or a machine. The, the Turing test? The Turing test, that's it, yeah. Marcel's AI Turing test, Gold Squadron podcast there. Well, um, anything else particular? We can round it out with uh, one more thing from each of us. Is like a... If you wanted to... I'm trying to quick hit it. Um... One thing you'd like the community to do in this summer, do more of on a community building level, what's the one thing you'd ask them to do? Uh, James. Uh, be more um, open-minded to list building. Um, I know we just had worlds. Uh, we just had all, all these, you know, uh, really big meta lists and worlds. We also had a lot of not meta lists or were previously not meta list do very, very well. Um, so, and they didn't get there by, you know, no, no offense to net listers will, um, but, <laughs> uh, but they got there by being in innovative and, uh, cool. you know, I'm going to, I'm going to defend my <laughs> position. Oh, only hollow at worlds. This net list. Right That's true. Yeah. That is true. That's true. But, uh, but like, but like Will does have, he does have a lot of practice and a lot of testing um, with uh, that particular, uh, his particular flavor. Um, so find out your own flavor this summer um, and uh, see, see what you like to fly. See what's fun to, for you to fly and uh, have fun. Don't try to, don't try to win every game um, uh, or don't, don't try to stomp every game, but have fun and 
you know, enjoy it. Are we going counter? We're going counterclockwise this time. I'll, I'll go next. Um, for top thing, I want to see communities do in the 23-24 season is get behind one person in your store group. Every single local game store out there, whether you're three players on a, on a Tuesday or 30 players on a Tuesday, I want to see every store out there get behind their gladiator to send to Schaumburg in March 2024. Everybody deserves to wear that jersey for their store, their local crew, their local kit, their local um, squad. And I think we're going to see way more squads show up in, in March of next year than we have in years past. Okay. I was completely not paying attention. What, what are we supposed to say for our final? What's one thing you'd like to see the community do going forward this summer? Uh, community growth building or just better better yourself sportsman like wise whatever you feel like you'd wish community, community as a whole yeah just pick one thing that you want the community to do more of that you value got it um show up is what i would like the community to do more is um um isn't that like a gi joe thing <laughs> Like showing up is, ha is half the battle or something like that. Like the real American hero. Yeah, it was something like knowing is half the battle. Yeah, well, the other half of the battle is showing up. So there you go. It's, it's the part that GI Joe didn't say. Like knowing is half the battle. Uh, showing up is the other half. Um, but but yeah, I think just showing up and 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 I'm saying that mostly for myself because I I'm not showing up. I want the community to do well. Um, I'm really good friends with the people that are making the attempt to get people to show up locally. Uh, I respect them a lot. I like them a lot and they're really good friends and I'm not contrib I'm not being a contributor to it. So this is kind of inward but also outward because I'm not I'm not the only one out there that is um that has <clears throat> that is lucky lucky enough to be around that they have places to go uh, are just finding reasons not to go. Um, so, uh, think of that reason why you shouldn't go, put it aside, go anyway. All right. I got one. So this is a new, uh, objective for you. And essentially you cannot win a game if your opponent isn't having fun. You did not win that game. You went, your X-Wing ships may have, but uh, you, I don't think that you did. The reason people are uh, coming out and playing X-Wing is they're trying to build those relationships. They're trying to meet new people. They're trying to have fun. That's, uh, uh, of course, we've been talking about, you know, competitive casual, but I would say if you've never met someone before, that is the perfect time to ensure that uh, you make a good impression on them, especially, especially if they're like, I've never been in this game store before. You have to take that upon yourself and have that 
be like you must be now that spokesperson for this for this store they will take every opinion about that store from you so you have to go above and beyond uh you don't have to throw the game i'm not saying that but talk about their list ask them questions be uh you know, interested in why they're flying X-Wing and make that uh, bond. Uh, f- there's so many people, I've played an X-Wing once, but I knew from one, you know, hour and a half game that I'm best friends with this person. And every time I see him, we're going to say, we're going to hang out. I mean, most most of you people are those people. Uh, so that would be my challenge for everybody. What I want to see out of them is ensure that not just you're having fun because of course you should be having fun you're playing the game too but really go above and beyond for your opponents to make sure that they're having fun as well leave your chaff clouds at home yeah maybe Please. <laughs> um i'll say man even though i brought this question i had to think about it which is probably probably a good thing um so i think everyone should try and be this is going to sound like a fan too uh, fancy of a title for everyone to be but it's it's not hard be the ambassador to the game that brought you in right just be be the same type of person that made you love the game initially or be interested in the game initially be that same type of person to the next person that you see and not just it's not the easy stuff where it's like oh i just gotta like tell people when a game night is of a server that already exists that of x-wing like if you're like true level ambassador stuff you're growing it right you need to when someone comes up and they're just kind of you know those people right they walk up to the game store they're just kind of eyeballing your game they don't say anything they're just kind of looking maybe seeing if you'll talk to them just, just checking it out and then, and I would, I would, I've done this. I, I know, I, because <laughs> I know I've seen other people do it too. You also stay quiet, or you stay too focused on your game. And it kind of shuts them out. It shuts out a potential other person that could be in that game night in two weeks, right? So instead of keeping yourself quiet and focused on the game, it's a game night. Talk to the people watching around you. Get them and get them engaged. Engage with them. And actually go, like, simply offer that, hey, you want to, like, step in? Like, it, we're in the middle of the game, but, like, hey, you can take my spot for a second. I'll show you how to do these things, and we can just, like, play for a little bit. You can take one of my turns. Not a big deal, right? So just find easy ways to actually engage with the people you don't know. That you, if you want to grow and get bigger store nights, you have to find new people. And if they're already, they're, the person was right there, right? You've seen it. They're watching you, but you haven't, you didn't engage with them. He's right there the whole time. Just talk with the people who are watching around you. You know, it's, it, it's, you got, it, it's a little bit passing that awkward moment because some people aren't comfortable with that. And that's understandable, right? Try and find ways to break that, uh, break that ice a little more though, right? If there's anything I know the Canadians do well, Tim, they know how to break ice, right? <laughs> Well, we got it. Otherwise, we can't go fishing, and then everybody starves. Yeah. Exactly. Right. You got to get your fish to break breaking ice. I think I've been doing it wrong. (laughs) I'm just saying because, like, you know, I've been playing, and then they creep up, and I was like, "Get away from me, you creep!" And then, like, the six year old starts starts. Take a picture. It lasts longer. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's so yeah, true. Just, uh, like, anybody walks in and sees a store chip kit happening, and there's like you know 10, 15 players playing, is six, eight tables going. People are like, oh, look at all these cool like starships and stuff. People rolling dice. What's going on? And they walk over and they look at you, and you just look at them like, I'm in the planning phase. Don't even look at me. <laughs> or I've even had it where uh, some people will actually say, hey, what game you played? Oh, we're playing X Wing. End. End no more conversation. That's it. <laughs> it can't end that way anymore, guys. Like it has to. You have to build on it. I remember. I remember being in a store champ kit in Sarnia, Ontario, just over the border from you folks in Michigan. And I was there one time, and somebody walked into a store champ kit, and a guy I knew who was playing. Somebody walked in and was like, "Oh, what are you guys playing?" He's like, I'm playing X Wing here. I'm in the middle of the game. You're, you you play the next turn for me. Go ahead. <laughs> It was a super casual event. I'm not saying you do that. Like, if there's a world invite and a store champ kid on the line, but uh, I love what you were saying, Ryan. Is yeah, you know, pay it forward, be the ambassador of the game that brought you in. I love that. That was a great message. I mean, could could, could you imagine if like you walked up to let's say us a, a, a game you never played, like say Shatterpoint comes out, and you're waiting a couple months, and someone's playing a game, you walk up, you're like, yeah, I was kind of interested. I saw it a while back. It looked really like a cool game, but I haven't tried it yet. And the guy, and someone just turns to you and says, "You want to play the next turn for me?" Like, no one's going to expect that. One and two, like unless they're in a rush, they're in. Like that's an immediate hook, right? You just want to play right now. Like I don't need this turn. I'm just here. Like I want you to play this game more than me. That's what's one turn in the grand yeah, scheme right? of X-Wing or Shatterpoint games over the over a year, right? He might do, and th- that person might do something really cool, and then that's it. They're hooked, right? In. Already done. Well, thank you guys very much for letting me come and uh, and, and rant about Canadian events. Uh, again, um, I'm not going to go through all the details of them again, but if there's anybody who wants to uh, to have some more details about some of these bigger, um, larger-than-a-store-kid events that are happening in Canada in the next, uh, I want to say, six to seven months before the snow falls, uh, happy to help Ryan. I'm sure you can help uh, connect anybody who reaches out with, uh, with us. And vice versa. You guys make sure to get your uh, event map on the uh, on the interwebs, and we'll try and get some of those in the map as well for our Canadian players. And we'll try and uh, we'll try and make our way down as soon as we can. Hashtag fill the map. Yeah, fill the map. Yeah, it should be uh, potentially in this podcast description, if not down in the description of the YouTube videos. We'll get that out there. I think they're already posted in our Discord. Check out the GSP Discord. We'll make sure that link uh, ends we, up in the... Uh, uh, we'll be promoting this. I love the idea, by the way. Uh, so hopefully, uh, like I said, if we can all work together, uh, make it a, a real useful tool for now uh, and the next store championship season, I uh, really can bring those communities together. We, uh, any, we'll, we can make sure oh. that the, uh, the all those links get posted for sure. Yep. Who invited I, I, you? Go back. Go, who, who, go, go back to the basement. God. Speaking of somebody who just walks into the store champ kit and walks up to the game in progress. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We uh, we post, we got all those links though, so should be uh, great uh, to to see the progress of it in the future. All right, fantastic. So sounds like you guys are done. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Dion, well, Dion, who did you play with when you first started playing? 
Who did I play with? I played with my friend Chris Kuzminoff, uh, who played the um, Thai Phantom against me. Uh, mm. But we didn't. We were not aware of the rules change. Um, so I learned yeah. how to play X-Wing versus a, a busted TIE Phantom. It was great. <laughs> Sounds about right. We were, we were talking about our entry into uh -huh. uh, the, the larger X-Wing community. And I think that um, that's what you had said. You had played against him. We we're, weren't having a good time, and you went off to reach to find other potential victims to play against. <laughs> Yeah, my first game was actually against his wife, but I didn't realize that K-turns were a thing, so we just ended up in this weird state where we were consistently doing a one hard but can never shoot each other, and we're going like, what, what, I don't understand what's happening, but I no, was interested. No has a boost. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening. I know it wasn't around, but I'm sure it was great. I'll, um, I'll make sure to listen to it later. Uh, again, if you are missing a stream prize, I made a post on Discord. Check it out. Documents posted. Nice and clean. And uh, if you have any questions, please just let me know. Uh, thanks again for listening. Be smart and be safe. Gold Squadron out.